Hello? Blog Talk Radio. There's the intro. <laughs> hey, Chief Kingdom, you gotta fight for your right! <laughs> And now, from the IMLD Home Studios, in its 11th season, you are listening to, in much less detail, the podcast. Best part is now I can't. Where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Now your host, Jay and Ray. Yeah. All right. All right. Now, officially, our football party is up and live. Welcome once again. Two in much less detail, the podcast, still here with you live on a Saturday night, December the 16th, 2023. I'm Dre. He's Jay. Jay, are you actually there? I'm I'm still here, I think. Oh, okay. I I hear you. I'm just making sure. Um, So, yeah, it's going to be one of those nights, apparently. Uh, Tech is a little crazy and a little light, but, you know, we've had a lot worse, as Jay was trying to say before we went on the air to our cold open. Um, but we're here. We are ready to rock. Uh, Jay, how did everything go with uh, with, with Pokey Grant? Good, good. Yeah, we were at the, we were at a, our first uh, card show today for Pokey Grant as a vendor. So uh, it, it was profitable. So that that's the best thing that you can say when you go to a, a show that we we, we didn't we didn't uh, come out underwater. That's great. That's, that's, that's the best you can hope for. Just like with gambling, you go to the boat and. You just hope to to not leave with a lot less than what you came with. Yes, we we came in. Uh, we we got more money than we we left with more money than we started with. That that's all it takes. That's good. <laughs> all right. So maybe the drops will work now that we've gotten that out of yeah, the way. Yeah, now that we kind of purged, we'll we purged out whatever <laughs> demons had taken over the show. Uh, hopefully. Uh, so now we're ready to actually get started with our actual show. You know how we do it by now. We give you the best and worst and the smartest and the dumbest and all that good stuff. Recapping week 14 in the NFL, getting you ready for what's left of the rest of week 15, a quarter, a quarter of which has already been played between Thursday and today. Um, and one game is currently in progress. So you are a big football fan if you're watching that and you're a bigger fan of us if you're watching that and listening to us at the same time. So we appreciate that. Uh, if you're wondering, the Lions are leading the Broncos 21-7. to So that one's got a ways to go, looking good for the Lions, but uh, still a ways to go in that one. All right. Uh, with that, we will get it underway. Recapping week 14, we know what the biggest story is of week 14. It's just a matter of which way we're going to look at yeah. it and cover it and which awards that we're going to uh, to give out for. But uh, we have to go to the records first uh, to get it official. What happened in week 14 for our picks? We were dead even. 
uh, because of the push that occurred between the Vikings and the Raiders in that scintillating oh, three nothing final, <laughs> which resulted in a push for us. So uh, the remaining yeah. four games that we differed on for the week, uh, counting the Thursday night game, we split those uh, right down the middle, two and two, and so. Eight, six, and one for both of us for week 14. Hey, it was right down the middle, Daddy. Putting me two games over 500 for the season at 101 and 99, and Jay at 95 and 105, uh, six games behind me. Uh, We both nailed our locks, so I'm at nine locks for the year, and Jay is at seven. So pretty tight heading down the stretch. Um, As a result of winning week 13 because we tied last week we go back to who won the previous week to figure out who has the honors and so jay winning week 13 will once again have the honors to hand out the awards for week 14 so jay i ask you the magical question what was the best in the nfl to you for week 14 it's tempting to say that it was my jets lock baby yeah (laughs) um but no it wasn't Although you, it's funny going back though and listening to last week's show, the reaction I got of you when I locked up the Jets was you were like, "What?" what? Yeah, uh, looks pretty strong, uh, and that goes partly to my best of the week. Uh, yeah, two names I never thought that I would utter season for best of the week. I got to give it to them right here: Zach Wilson and Joe Flacco. What? We truly live in the upside down right now. We are in the bizarro world um, when we can have both Zach Wilson and Joe Flacco in week 14 of the NFL. The 23 season, both go for over 300 yards, uh, five touchdowns and one pick combined between the two of them. And uh, it got Flacco a contract through the end of the season now with heavy incentives for, for how far they can get in the playoffs. And Cleveland looks well-positioned to make a a playoff run here, which is amazing when you think about where they've come with all the Deshaun Watson questions, and then it's it's DTR, it's, oh, God, uh, P.J. Walker. They seem to have Flacco, who's just, just, he's just slinging it. It's the easiest way you can say it. He's back there throwing the ball 44, 45 times every game. They're making plays in the passing game. Uh, They've got that top flight defense and Joe Flacco's uh he's playing with house money right now literally um playing himself now. into a have incentive-laden contract now through the end of whatever run they make and then Zach Wilson who you know will he or won't he uh last week decides he will and goes out there against a a bruised and battered and wounded Houston team uh but still manages to lead that Jets team to 30 points uh, in a home romp over Houston and goes for over 300 yards. And, yeah, in a crazy season where, where we've had, you know, lots of backup play and, and bad play, and we've seen, some, we've seen some things. Every time we think we have a worst game of the year, it's like, hold my beer, watch this, you know, we get a new one. Um, Zach left for dead, uh, loses his job to Tim Boyle, doubts whether he's going to come back to even start, and then last week he manned up and then led them to a big win, and then Joe Flacco 
uh, going to the fountain of youth. So I'm giving my best of the week to two guys, one still somewhat starting his career and the other one in the twilight, who both uh, for a week captured the magic. Yeah, congrats to them. Certainly did not see any of that coming. Um, I'll talk about Zach Wilson and the Jets later in one of my awards. That Jaguars-Browns game, it, it was stunning that the Jags let Trevor Lawrence play after what happened yeah. to his ankle and his knee the week before. Um, he kept uh, the Jags in contention, and then he took him out of contention with some terrible interceptions. Um, and it was equally stunning that the Browns and Joe Flacco outgunned them. Uh, I mean, it was some of the worst coverage you'll ever see by the Jaguars, but (laughs) they got it done. You know, got to give them credit. Uh, So kudos to Joe Flacco making a a late, very late career resurgence. Uh, You you said it when he first came back. You know what he'll do. You know he's going to throw it up. You know he's going to go out there and and put it in the air and make sure that at least he's going to go out fighting. And that's exactly what he's doing. So, yeah, that's that's nice to get a, a shot to, to prove that you can still do it and take advantage of it, take full advantage the way uh, that he's doing. Uh, I definitely didn't see any of that coming. Uh, so good for them for being the best of the week for you. My best of week 14, a full team effort by a team known for choking it up against good competition. So I think uh, it's the, the best that I saw last week. Good on you, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, the league needs you to man up against top teams, not just crush weaklings. And for one week, you did that. You did that on last Sunday. Uh, Dak outshoots Jalen Hurts, 271 yards, two touchdowns. Dallas beats Philly on the ground. No Philly touchdowns on offense. Uh, they were the Eagles' daddies. They owned the, the Philadelphia Eagles for one week, for one night, Uh the Dallas Cowboys did, and I probably would think they're the best, even if it wasn't my lock of the week, but it was my lock, so that helps, of course. Um, The the Eagles fumbles were the the story. Uh, Each one, Hurts and Brown and Smith, each took a turn, coughing it up, uh, to to thwart any kind of Eagles comeback. You know, it was was a Cowboys night. Uh, Fletcher Cox strips Dak for a Jalen Carter TD, and I think that's part of the night and, and part of the narrative is usually when that happens, it's like, Oh, here we go. That's the, you know, when Dallas starts to choke it up and, and do what they usually do in big moments, you kind of got that feeling, Oh boy, that, you know, what's going to turn completely around and the Eagles are going to rally all the way back and win this. And no, no, the, the Cowboys shook that off and, and manned up. It came right back on the Eagles. Uh, six minute drive for a field goal to go right back up two touchdowns. Uh, Eagles had no answer. Uh, that was very impressive. That was very mentally strong for the Cowboys. They didn't make the dumb mistakes. They didn't make the dumb penalties. They put it all together for one night. And to me, that was the best in the NFL because it's a sign that the Cowboys may actually be ready to be there in the playoffs and, and contend uh, and not just be a, a stepping stone for somebody else. So, so that's good for the league. Uh, and, you know, I'll have more to say about the Eagles later, but well, you know, two weeks, you changed your tune on them because, you know, two weeks ago, it was like, oh, man, they just, they just keep finding weight in these last couple of games. Mm, they're not finding the ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, the, the pixie dust wore off, like you said. Yeah, it did, and uh, I believe we were both on the right side of that one. 
Oh yeah, we we saw that come. Maybe not to that extent. The way it uh, yeah, we saw, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Even though you had it locked up, I don't think you had it like that. No, I did not know they were going to completely where dominate. Philly does not where Philly doesn't even score an offensive touchdown with that team. No. Right, thirty-three, thirteen. Ooh, and it wasn't even that close. So, yeah, good and, on the and then the whole, the whole narrative during the week of the of the Niners, uh, basically like goading the Cowboys, like, come on, Cowboys, come on, you know. You, <laughs> it was like, it was at uh, Nick Bosa, you know, uh, talking some trash because obviously the beneficiary of this Dallas victory is the biggest one is the Forty ers um, Yeah, because that vaults them into that number one seed. And uh, but that was nice to see a little bit of, uh, you know, sort of egging on, but also, you know, in a backhanded kind of way, because uh, San Fran, I'm guessing, doesn't want to go to Philly again. No. And, you know, and, and then Dallas uh, vaults them into uh, that number two seed by virtue of that win. So uh, interesting down the stretch. Dallas has a lot tougher schedule uh, to close things out than the Eagles do. Um, starting this week. Uh, so we'll see if Dallas is able to hold on to that. You know, what do they do with this prosperity? That's, I think that's what we worry about with Dallas, right? Oh, okay. You showed me. Okay, now show me again. Right. Yeah, it's, you have to wait and see. There's a whole lot of jumbled messes in the NFL that still yes. need to play themselves out. Um, Only two and... teams as going into this week officially eliminated from playoff contention which is either a good stat or a bad stat. I think it's a bad stat. Um, <laughs> parody, <how> baby. Mediocre. <laughs> yeah, parody uh, is is a really nice way of saying mediocre. <laughs> Whole lot of mid. Um, yeah, I, I love that uh, 49ers thing, too, because you get that every now and then. That's when it's really fun is when rivals wind up having to cheer for other rivals yeah. for their own benefit. Like, right, every now and then the – the Packers need the Bears to beat somebody to, to elevate the, the Packers to a higher position. So they, for one week only, all of Wisconsin is big Bears fans. That's always funny yeah. to, to see that. So. so who hates each other historically over our lifetimes as much as the Niners and the Cowboys? Right. When you think about the big playoff games and, and you know, and just everything, you know, because that was the Montana era with the Niners kind of morphed into what would become the, you know, Aikman era. And then all the, with the Cowboys with their rings. And it's just the, the hatred and all those NFC title games. And yeah, here's the, here's the Niners egging on their, you know, hated rivals to, because it helps them. So let's go America's team. Yeah. yeah let's go. <laughs> and uh, yeah, right now, uh, San Fran controls their destiny. That's right. Uh, but there's still a whole lot to, to be played out uh, as the season goes on. There's, yeah, that's, yeah, a, that's amazing. Like, we four go? weeks to go four and only two teams, teams eliminated. Yeah, four. <laughs> you saw that stat too, I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm like, damn. <laughs> yeah, that's how bad everything is. Like you said, it, it's a lot of mid. <laughs> Very much. Uh, so is that the worst of week 14 to you, or is there something else? Uh, you know what it was. I don't know if we agree. <laughs> Um, I'm giving this one to Patrick Mahomes because the the whole saga of, uh, you know, and everything, first of all, let's just completely crap all over a Buffalo team that had to go into KC, played a tough game. They always play tough games, these two, it seems like, but they went in there, they have the ball, 
they get the lead. Casey gets the ball back, and of course they're they're doing the frantic drive. And thanks to a unfortunate lining up of one of your offensive players, I'm not even going to call it an unfortunate penalty because it was. There's there was no. And it, I love it when I see the media narrative around this, which is also part of the worst of the week about was this controversial call. It, it wasn't. What's controversial about an offensive player lining up? Past the line of scrimmage, not even with the ball, right? Past the ball. Past the ball, and to the point where we have the perfectly down-the-line view. You can't even see the ball. He's so far offsides. And they, the refs throw a flag, which unfortunately negated a really cool play, because that's, I think, what everybody was mad about, was that it erased this this lateral from from Kelsey back to Tony ironically um and wipes that touchdown off the board and okay that's fine you still had more plays after that happened and you couldn't convert and you get Patrick Mahomes just loses his mind and and, and the excuses that were all made for him about losing his mind at the refs uh, okay all right you lost your mind on the sideline it's the heat of the moment then you go out and completely chump yourself to the other team's quarterback and not even <laughs> congratulate the guy. You just go out there and whine about the call to the other, like to Josh Allen. Let's go whine about officiating to Josh Allen. <laughs> There's right. a couple of Bills who've been on guys. the wrong end of their own uh, things and had tough losses where they actually get the win. So the, the Bills winning is completely erased from the narrative. Nobody cares. It's all about Mahomes. Then – Mahomes and Reed both go into the post-game conference and do more complaining. You know, Andy Reed calls it an, like an embarrassing thing for the league. And Patrick Mahomes is talking about, ironically, the refs making calls at the ends of these crucial games, uh, although you just won a Super Bowl off of a call that wasn't even a black-and-white call. It was a subjective call. This wasn't the dude lined up in the defense. This is ticky-tack holding. We've had two Super Bowls, and that, so, so the irony, the hypocrisy, and, and I know he tried to walk the statements back. He had to because he had no choice because he had earned himself so much negative pub on this one, and, and, and he was really taking the L's in, in the socials and in the media, even though there were sadly a lot of people that were, were defending it. Like, like it was okay. Like, no, no, this was the ref's fault. The refs were supposed to warn the player that he was lined up in the defensive backfield almost, you know, like we should warn him before we throw the flag. So everybody seems to be perfectly okay with the, with the fact that the Tony lining up off sides just should have screwed the bills. Right. Like everybody was okay with that narrative. Nobody's defending the bills on this one. Everybody's just, Oh, because it was a cool play they got wiped off the board and all the refs inserted. So everybody was like, well, you know, it would have just been better if they just hadn't thrown the flag and then we could have just had the controversy because we'd still have that view right down the line. And, and it would just be a blurb. It would just be, a, oh, well, you know, the refs didn't call something again. Uh, all the bills got screwed again. Um, either way, you're coming out on the wrong side of this. But Mahomes, he, he just needs to shut the hell up. And I think Andy Reid did what he did as more of a deflection to try to take the heat because I think he knew where this was going. Um, so I, I don't know if Reed was up there taking 
doing anything other than just taking arrows and bullets for his quarterback. But Mahomes, that, that was not a good look. Very, very not a good look. Um, for okay, there's a lot to cover here. Got, first of all, got guys, anybody listening? Hey, hey, the refs can't warn him about being offsides if he's not looking at the fucking refs. Okay. <laughs> He had no interest in no. looking to see if he was onside or not. He just lined up offside and then looked for the ball. Looked yeah. for a snap. He wasn't looking at the refs at all. He wasn't paying the least bit of attention. So it's impossible for him to do that. Number two, I'm kind of happy or proud, I guess, of Mahomes for walking it back because the way he went so hard after yeah. the refs, after it was over, I didn't think he was going to walk it back at all, and he did. And I'm, I was very happy to see that. Now, it doesn't erase what he did. Uh, immediately in the aftermath of it all, which was make himself look really, really bad. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm actually surprised that he did come back uh, later in the week um, and try to walk it back. Uh, so I, I, you know, credit for him and good for him for that. But can't erase what he what he did and what happened in the heat of the moment. <laughs> which uh, didn't earn me uh, the worst uh, of the week. It earned me uh, the letdown of the week because his behavior yeah. really let me down because, uh, and you've, for those of you who have heard me rail against this guy before, uh, close your ears and get ready because I'm about to do it again. Patrick Mahomes pulled a Stephen Curry because Stephen Curry, uh, when he has his issues with referees or calls that he doesn't like, uh, just like Patrick Mahomes, he's got a very pristine, sterling reputation as a really good guy and a sportsman and all that when things are going his way. And then when things don't go Stephen Curry's way, he starts uh, throwing his mouthpiece in the crowd and hitting people and acting like a complete bitch and just losing his shit. And Patrick Mahomes, unfortunately, turned into Stephen Curry. And I didn't think he was going to uh, ever do something like that. But that was a big time letdown, even if he was right, which he wasn't. Uh, that piss poor reaction was just a bitch move that reminded me of Curry. They're they're so used to succeeding that when they don't, they turn into bitches. And it's a bad look. It's a really, really bad look. And they're both unanimous Hall of Famers. You know, Mariano Rivera, if he's a unanimous Hall of Famer, then Stephen Curry should be a unanimous Hall of Famer yeah. in his sport. Patrick Mahomes should be a unanimous Hall of Famer in his sport. So they're both, they're all three, both of them are among the greatest that have ever done it. But that helmet throwing and f bomb performance and just the and like you said going to to project in the middle of the field uh, after such a crazy hard fought game and the first words out of your mouth is that's the wildest fucking call I've ever seen like really that's what you're gonna okay right like um, like that of all the calls that one <laughs> that one uh, and that's your reaction afterwards that that's just terrible um, you had a great point on Twitter that I actually had in my mind, but I didn't put it up on Twitter first. I'm going to uh, pull a, a Yahoo uh, blogger guy and say, yeah, I had it first. I just didn't put it up. Um, that you said <laughs> that uh, the people are uh, mad at Mahomes because he should be mad at his team for letting him down and not mad at the referees. And you said, yeah, he is. That's what he's doing right now. He's mad at his team. And, and by going after the refs, that's what he's doing. He's, he's letting everyone know how mad he is at his team. And that's the exact thought that came in my head was he wants to lambast and slay this idiot Tony so bad and he can't do it because yeah. he's his teammate. So he's trying to be the, the leader guy because he doesn't want to tear down his team because he doesn't want to say what he really wants to say, which is my team sucks. 
All right. these guys on this team can't catch a cold, and y'all expect me to lead them to a championship. These guys can't do Y'all have seen all year how terrible my surrounding core is outside of Kelsey. Uh, he wants to do that. He wants to just lay waste to all of them, and he can't do it, so he goes after the referees. That's exactly yeah. what he did uh, because he can't do that. And, he, and he's trying to be a leader by doing that, and I completely get that, but then when you turn on the refs and make it their try to make it their fault for a call that was 100% correct on their part, Which is, uh, that's not this, being a leader. The, 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 exactly. This is not the hill you die on. No. Of all calls, this is not the one because it was clearly, clearly offside. Yes. And then you get, I don't know what these were. If somebody was, some, you get, I don't know if you saw them too, all over the X Twitter all week, but these sort of sick of Fantic accounts for Mahomes, these Mahomes meat writing accounts, pulling up screen grabs from every possible situation where a receiver was <laughs> maybe kind of lined up even with a football. And, and, and they're all, of course, off angle. So you're doing a lot of, you know, you know, you're doing a Mental lot of gymnastics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Where we had the view right down the line. Right. Yep. And all these other views, you're looking. I'm looking at him. And I'm like, well, maybe he's his front foot's even with the ball. No, Tony was, <laughs> was almost his whole body was past the football to the point where when you saw the view right down the sideline, what would have been the refs' view, right? Mm-hmm. You couldn't see the football, and that's what the refs were trying Tony to was say. Covered if we it can't up. see the ball. If we <laughs> cannot see the ball, we've been calling the offsides. They called it twice in 2022. They've already called it 11 times this year. So they've clearly called it. Yeah. You know, it's and a point of emphasis. Off, you know, you know, the, the, the offense gets enough breaks. And, and, and to have something like that where it's a clear penalty, and then to not call that would actually would be more egregious than what they did. I have no problems with the call. Um, I don't think anybody who's right-minded, unless you're a Chiefs fan, got to be a Chiefs fan, right? Chiefs fans have a problem with the call. Um My- my boss might have a problem with the call, but just watching <laughs> right. the game, no, there's there's no problem with that call, and I don't need screen grabs from the <laughs> from all you saw them too. I'm guessing, yeah, um, yeah, like every call they could ever find that the guy might have been lined up off sides, and they're, see, see, they didn't call right. that. See, they, they, shut the. <laughs> My boss Which is, is just, a. Is a the whole thing. He's from Kansas yeah. City, and he came in Monday. The first words out of his mouth: "Did you see that crazy BS call?" Over the... No. So, it was, yeah. It, you, oh, you mean that offsides that was right, right, rightly called that that one? Yeah, the one that you. I didn't want to. I couldn't say yeah. it to his face. I really wanted to, but I was like, right. "Yeah, the one that you clearly don't know what the rule is because you're still mad about and, it." <laughs> and, and also for for Mahomes here, where he can shut the hell up, that flag came out instantaneously. Yeah, it was flying up in the air uh, before the throw down field to, to to Kelsey. Correct. So they had it this immediately. Was, this wasn't like the holding call against the, in the Jets game, right, where Mahomes gets picked. And then a flag comes and then out. The guy, and then the guy suddenly after the interception starts clutching for the double clutching for the flag <laughs> to throw the flag for the holding. And then they call the defensive hold 20 yards up the field five seconds before the actual inter- – come on. No, this was an instantaneous call. You know, it was it, this was as by the book as it gets, and it was it was really really kind of bushly what what Mahomes did. Um, I had a double sort of subtle double meaning when I said that Mahomes was mad at his team. I meant that in two ways. 
because the refs have been his team as well. Oh, <laughs> okay. Over the last few seasons, because, you know, obviously with Brady gone, Mahomes has been cut. He's getting the, the star treatment, right? And uh, he got it with that unnecessary roughness call. I don't see him yelling at the refs against the Packers. I don't see him jacking up the refs, right? No, no, I, 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 no, no, I was in bounds. I was in bounds, ref. <laughs> so, yeah, he didn't get up and protest that, no. Yeah, he didn't complain about that. Now, obviously, the the, uh, the the DPI that should have been called a couple of plays later, <laughs> you know. But, yeah, it, it can't. sometimes those things go hand in hand. You don't get one without the other if they're not farther up the field for him to make that kind of throw. So, yeah, you just need, he needed to, I, I had no problem. Okay, you want to get animated on the field. But don't don't be a chump. Don't go into the, you know, press conference and just keep double down, double down, double down. Put your coach in a bad spot. So, yeah. So, I knew we'd have awards for that one. Yeah, he was just being a bitch. He was just doing the stuff, Curry. I, I don't I don't understand it, and it, it really it's let me down. Such, such a bad look for your guy who's on every commercial and, yeah. you know, you're, you're sort of this face of the league. And, yeah, then they immediately cut to, oh, here's Brady chasing down and yelling at Rip. No, no. <laughs> These two things are not the same. Okay. No, that that was not. I don't think uh, Brady lost a game and ran up to the opposing quarterback and uh, didn't even congratulate that. him. Yeah. No, not not quite the same. Just, but again, good that he recognized that at least a couple of days later and cooled off and and tried to recognize. And hey, good for so. the Bills. Good on them. Oh, by the way, good for the Bills for a big win. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way. Um, that was your worst, um, and that was my letdown. I've, I'm still not done with that game. I'll have another award later. Me, me neither. <laughs> okay. Uh, my worst for week 14, I, I kind of mentioned it already, scoreless in the fourth quarter? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And, and no weather situation either. No emergency quarterback situation. Just bad football. Just really yeah. bad football, minute after minute, hour after hour. And if Josh Dobbs isn't benched for Nick Mullins, the Vikes may not have gotten the field goal range. So that might have been 0 0 going to overtime. There has <laughs> never been, by the way, a 0 0 game going to overtime. Wow. It in, would have been in, the first. History uh, of football. Since yeah, there have been zero zero ties, but that was right. predating the overtime system. Okay. Never been a game uh going zero zero to overtime. So uh yeah, that's your worst of the week. That's my Danielle. <laughs> uh, yeah, I told you the the board is, is wonky. It so works. but yeah I hit it. Well it'll play in about 15 minutes, but that's okay. That, that, that's what I was left saying. The game, there you go. A, a three to nothing game in a dome. <laughs> in the most perfect conditions you can imagine. You wanted to fire the six nothing game into the sun. Oh, yeah, man. Two professional NFL <laughs> franchises play out to a three nothing. Oh. And we just keep thinking it's the worst. This is the worst. This is the worst. This is the, uh. <laughs> Three, <sighs> nothing. And a push. <laughs> <laughs> Resulting in a push. If any game ever deserved to result in a push, it would be that yes, one. Yes, that would be the one. 
Are you talking about Vegas getting those numbers perfect? You know, they got the five and a half on the six zero game, and now <laughs> they get the three on a three nothing game. I mean, this is exactly perfect. Uh, they they took a bath on anyone who bet the under, so it wasn't perfect that way. The the over under wasn't three. <laughs> no, it was forty and a half. <laughs> oh man. Ooh, if I could have teased that down to about could thirty twenty eight. Could tease that down to about ten. You know. <laughs> and, Plus one thousand, I'm set. Yeah. That takes care of my year. <laughs> well, I could have seen that coming. Uh, Pasternak probably doesn't get benched if Justin Jefferson doesn't get hurt because that was a big part of it too. Well, he makes his big uh, comeback and immediately well, gets hurt. Yes, and I did want. I'm glad you pointed that out because what's Josh Dobbs doing? That was <laughs> throwing medicine balls out there, yeah. and. That's part and parcel with what Brady was talking about with this whole rant he went on against the league about player safety, you know, and you can't put these guys in these positions. And then, yeah, you had uh, Josh Dobbs trying to send Justin Jefferson to, to not maybe the morgue, not even the hospital, <laughs> just laid him out to dry. Justin Jefferson's a pro. He goes up to make that catch, right? He doesn't, you know, for who, for what? You know, he's not Ricky Waters. <laughs> maybe he needed to be on that play. Yeah, sometimes you got to protect yourself. Yeah. I don't know if Randy Moss goes all out for that. <laughs> Probably not. He kinda would, I think he would have gone up and done the one-hand thing and then be like, mm-mm, you know, <laughs> pulled that hand back. But, yeah, J.J. goes up for it and just gets annihilated. Great cash, homie. Uh, you know, it, it was 436 yards of, of offense for the entire game between uh. both of them. Uh, Army Navy would have more fireworks. Than that. that was just awful. <laughs> it's so hard. First of all, doing this show now, seeing what we just saw two nights ago, <laughs> right? Trashing yeah. the Raiders after what what just happened. But what we're going to talk about. I know we're talking about that next week. Um, Sixty-three. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. The, the second highest total ever for a team after they got shut out the week before by one point. Yeah. Who would have thought, who would have thought that the, uh, the, the next best outing this season after the 70 that Miami put up would be them. Right. But, but yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get to that. <laughs> we live in bizarro world. Yeah. We'll, we'll have plenty of things to uh, unpack from that game next week. I'm sure. Uh, it got a coach fired, uh, just setting kinds of records. So here you go. But, my guy, no, I'm so sad. It's so much material. We keep losing our best material because he's bad coach, but these bad coaches have no option but to get fired. But yeah, you, you kind of had to after man. that. We hardly knew ye. <laughs> you kind of had to after that one. Uh, yeah, I was wondering if he was. I was. I was calling for him to get fired at 28 zip, and then it turned out I was a trendsetter. That was the Twitter joke of the night, as it turned out. You were. You were definitely in on it. But I was in, I was in um, on it before it was cool because I was calling for that two touchdowns <laughs> prior before it got to forty two nothing at halftime. I hit the smartest music because yes. the board is so crazy that I didn't think it would actually play. Then it actually played as soon as I hit it. So go figure. Okay. So what was the smartest of week fourteen to you? Uh, well, ironically, I have to give an award to it, and it didn't count. <laughs> it's the Kelsey lateral to Kadarius Tony. In, in what might go down as one of those kind of goaded, heady plays that will probably show up in highlight reels, even though the play will never count for anything. 
the infamous play uh, with the offsides call against Kadarius Tony is a throw over the middle to Travis Kelsey, who as he's, you know, sort of doing his like plotting, banging through the defense, uh, decides, you know, he's about to get tackled, gang tackled by about four dudes, sees Kadarius Tony and throws a perfect strike lateral. This was, this was no Jacoby Myers uh, lateral. You know, Chandler Jones wasn't standing there waiting for it. Perfectly thrown ball right to Kadarius Tony, who just waltzes into the end zone to put the Chiefs up against the Bills and is going to ice this game away un- until it didn't. Um, for what it was, in the moment, you're watching that as it's happening before the flag gets announced, and you're seeing just the utter, you know, how dejected the Bills defenders were and what this would have done for the Chiefs and bolstered them and this great play from their sort of aging, hobbled, you know, now kind of like folk hero with this with Travis Kelsey now with all the drama off the field and all the commercials and every other commercial. If it's not a Mahomes commercial, it's a Kelsey commercial. And if it's not that, it's both. Um, and here he is making this play, and it was all for naught. But in the moment, like I said, that was that's all time. And it didn't count for anything, which is also kind of funny. Mahomes, my auto, baby. Uh, I concur. <laughs> Don't do that when I'm drinking. I didn't know you were drinking. This is not a video podcast. I don't. I am I also am going on and giving Travis Kelsey smartest of the week for that play that didn't count. Uh, it was still a hell of a play, and the type of innovation that illustrates why the Chiefs are champions and the Bills are not. Because right. they could never think of a game-winning play on the fly like that. Uh, a Bill Belichick team, for example, would not think of a game-winning play on the fly like that. There's, if there's an organizational thing there with the the ability to sort of innovate and uh, do things that might seem wrong and, and goes against convention, but that's the culture that Andy Reid has built there at Kansas City, and that's exactly why they keep winning. Those ga- the, the Bills keep winning those games over the Chiefs in the regular season. Uh, and then the Chiefs keep winning those games over the Bills when it actually counts uh, in the playoffs. And this is part of the reason why, is because the Chiefs uh, think outside the box and do things that you, you don't necessarily would think uh, for anyone to do. But Kelsey being a former quarterback way back in the day, uh, like you said, through a perfect lateral pass, perfect spiral uh perfectly caught by Tony. Of course, Tony catches that perfectly because the play wasn't going to count. If he was going to count, he would have dropped it because that's what he does. Right. Um, so I'm with you. Uh, also uh, concurred that that was a very, very smart play, even though it didn't count. Yeah, we won't get too many of these. Uh, <laughs> doing this, where we get to say the smartest of the week, never happened. Didn't count, right. <laughs> uh, is technically not in the uh, in the records. But the play got erased. If you're watching the Travis Kelsey, he's he's a hofer, right? You're right. watching when they the play that Travis Kelsey tape, that should be there. tape, the highlight reel of his career. Are you telling me that play, even though it didn't count, isn't part of it? It should be. It probably won't be, but it absolutely should. We'll remember it. Maybe we'll uh, find a way to induct it into something uh, in, in our Hall of Infamy or something. But we'll <laughs> yeah, remember it. Maybe, yeah. We never forget. 
Uh, we, we never forget this. All kinds of things that you can take that you can mine from this uh, Chiefs season, and most of them aren't good. <laughs> uh, and it's not over. Uh, maybe they'll especially turn the it all putrid around. wide receiver play. Ooh boy, no kidding. Let's let let's place a bet on which one of these awful wide receivers will do them <laughs> in this season. <laughs> Um, I, I know where I'm going because there's one that really is is doing is doing the most. <laughs> well, uh, Tony has almost now <laughs> lost them two games, right? Uh huh. Yep. He had the pick six through the hands uh, against Detroit back in week one, and and now this one, game winning touchdown right through his hands. Yep. So so he, he's a leader on the on the leaderboard, and he's kind of running away with it. Uh, you're uh. Dumbest of, of weeks. No, 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 The beauty of doing these all season is sometimes you gotta f- we find somebody who we haven't talked about or we haven't had to pick on or we haven't talked about their team too much. It's funny when you're putting these awards together because eventually throughout a whole season we, we find you. Because there's teams that we talk about a lot with giving these awards because they're either doing really good things or they're doing really dumb things, right? Um, or they're letting you down a lot, like the Buffalo Bills. It's an honorary award. Uh, I'm going to pick on a team, or most notably a player. I don't think we've really even talked about this team. I'd be strapped to go back this season and find us giving any awards to DK Metcalf. No! Who decided he wanted to try out for the WWE live on the field <laughs> with Fred Warner. Who's, I, that's not a dude that you go after. What? He, they're frustrated. They're losing. It's getting chippy, and DK's just had enough. And I, I don't know what he tried. He, he tried. Looked like he tried to just straight up, like you know, suplex the guy, right? Like, yeah. was, is that the right move? You know, we go straight back and try to drop the guy on his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't work. Ends up kind of going back, but Warner's such a big guy. Ends up sort of twisting and ends up landing on his on side, but thankfully, because who knows what would have happened if that move would have been. That's good if you're a trained WWE professional that you know how to take those hits. Uh, and then DK gets up after that, and, and after you just try to suplex a guy, you go after him more. Start grabbing his yeah, he got ejected <laughs> for the game. What a dumbass, DK Metcalf. You're my dumbest of the week. Yeah, that's what happens when you get frustrated sometimes. It just spills, spills over. And, you know, DK, is one, he's one of those guys, man. He's he's a dude. So he doesn't think there's a, <laughs> there's a such thing as some other dude that might be more of a dude. So he just said, you know what? I'm just going to throw you around because that's what I do. I throw dudes around when I get mad. And Fred Warner's like, I'm not some dude. I'll, I'll take you out. And uh, so, yeah, that's frustration is never a good thing, especially macho. Uh, frustration boiling over. So, yeah, unfortunately, it happens sometimes. Uh, I don't want to mess with either one of them, so I'll, I'll get off of that game and off of that subject altogether. Uh, but you don't, don't want to either one pick on them too much. You might get you might get senton bombed right out when you want <laughs> when you leave your house. You know, just keep doing moves on these guys. I'll just say that I, I can't believe uh, Brock Purdy and the, and the Niners, the yard per play uh, goes up again. It just Are keeps you... going every week. Well, Purdy's washed. Oh yeah, he's he's a he's a terrible system quarterback guy who just has no. Yeah, I, it's something he's always going to have being Mr. Irrelevant. So, and I get that, but at some point we all kind of just have to shut up and just watch what's happening because he's not playing right. like Mr. Irrelevant. Like Tom Brady, eventually 
uh, didn't play like a six-round draft pick. Well, as much as we make fun of him, eventually he played like the greatest of all time, and then he had seasons uh, in his 40s where he was leading the league in passing, and that's not by right. accident. No, I mean, um, you got to marvel at Shanahan because he gets the right guy in that system, and they thrive. Look, Matt Ryan was not that guy until – him and Shanahan hooked up, and Matt Ryan did. They, did this, that Falcons team did the same kind of things offensively that this Niners team is doing. They, right, it was more yards for play just went up every damn week. Yeah, yeah, and we're just watching Matt Ryan almost all season carrying a ten yards per you know ten yards per attempt average. You're just like mm-hmm. this, 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 this can't keep happening. This, this and can't it kept keep going up. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and now they're doing it with Purdy, and you know they've had other guys, and they haven't been able to do this. So yes, it could be the system. Tom Brady is the greatest system quarterback of all time. There's nothing wrong with being the Gasote. <laughs> if you are in that system and you're perfect for it, admire what's happening. Admire the marriage of the coach and the player. Don't you know? You don't have to just bag on Purdy. Be oh, it's just that system. But if you're perfect in the system, then something's working. And you were the last pick in the draft. So they're probably mad about that too, because you got all these teams sure. who are, you know, drafting Bryce Young. Oh, and you got, you know, you got the Mitch, best team in the in Mr. The, and, uh, yeah, yeah, right. You got the best team in the NFC. Uh, did it with pick two fifty five. Right. So yeah, there's definitely a lot of envy uh, going on with that as well. Absolutely. Uh, well, my dumbest. Stupidest. What's your dumbest? You look dumb in front of the nation when you choreograph your celebrations and even pull out, remember the Titans in front of the Titans, and then forget to put away the Titans and lose the game (laughs) to the Titans. (laughs) Even though you're up 14 with four and a half left, 14 with four and a half minutes left and managed to lose the game. So Miami, you get the dumbest of the week for shaking off the absence of Tyreek Hill to rally from behind in the fourth to go up 27 to 13 and then gagging it up to Mayo boy for the upset victory. Uh, Tennessee gave this game to Miami, right? They, they absolutely gagged it up the way you would expect them to. They couldn't keep the lead. They muffed a punt. They botched a pitch by Mayo boy to Derrick Henry uh, who fumbled it. Uh, They gave all of the, the breaks you could give to the dolphins after they lost Tyreek Hill and the Dolphins celebrated and took advantage of it and went up 14 points and still lost the game. I cannot understand how they managed to do that, but that's the dumbest to me. They got remember the Titans dances. They got everything going, all the choreographed moves you can think of. And then they lost the game after being up two touchdowns with four and a half minutes to go. Dolphins stupidest of the week to me. Yeah. Just when you thought the Dolphins were ready to take that next step, right? Mm-hmm. Just when you thought you were out, they pull you back in. Um, <laughs> Dolphins just giving you those head scratchers and question marks again. So I'm with you. I'm so with you that uh-huh. the prize of the week goes to me. <laughs> because I got done with the Packer-Giants game, checked my phone to see what the score was on the other game. Oh, look, Dolphins were in this like dogfight. They're up 14 with three minutes left. I went to bed. It's over. There's no reason to keep up with this. I get up in the morning. Hey, what happened? I pull out my phone, and yeah, <laughs> nobody was more surprised than me. I see 28-27, like, 
No. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not right. I, I had, that's wrong. <laughs> the Dolphins were up 14. Nope. <laughs> Four minutes to go, up 14. Yeah. Up 14 in a game where, the you know, it flipped quick because the Titans were with them that whole game. So it was looking like the Dolphins weren't going to cover. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, well, they just surged ahead. They're up two touchdowns now. The clock, oh, game's almost over. Great. I, I, and I put, turned off my phone and I went to bed. I'm like, I don't need to watch the rest of that. Uh-huh. So, the, yeah, the surprise of the week goes to me. When I woke up the next morning and saw the result of that game. You and a whole lot of other people, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, Titans going to Titan. And, and then all of a sudden, Dolphins going to Dolphin. I, it's, so yeah, that's I'm right back to where I was uh, with Miami before. Like I don't know if they're real or fake. I don't know what they're gonna do uh, when the chips are down. They look, their offense looked completely different after Tyree Kill yeah. uh, got knocked out of that game with that ankle injury, um, and it was stark. Like the the, the um, announcing crew was pointing it out and talking about how different they look uh, without Tyree Kill out there. Uh, so it was it was something, and and yet they overcame that to take a two touchdown lead and still found a way to lose. Unbelievable. Yeah, twenty seven thirteen with you know four and some change, three and change, and then bam, over. Titans win that game. Yeah, I. It, it's been a wacky season, and and there's another one for you. Put it, put it on the pile because you don't think that the Dolphins up two touchdowns in their building. Right, this is mm-hmm. what we just talked about. Like, oh, they they've been finally going on the road and showing some strength, and you know, you don't want anybody coming into their building, and you let the Titans and and Will Levis go in there and steal, just absolutely steal a win from them, and and, and that and it it's to, it's so bad, seal up that division for them yet. Like the Bills are still in contention for that division right now. Still hanging around. Way in better the watch out, Miami. Still hanging around. They'll stay within a game, and those two have that late date. Mm-mm. Hmm. Yeah, there's a lot still to, to be worked on. Like I said, there's, there's a lot to be resolved in these like, these next yeah. four weeks. It's, it's December 16th, and we still have four more games <laughs> to play for most teams. It's kind of fascinating. Uh, my surprise of week 14 uh, and you already touched on it, so I won't go on too long. 301 yards and two touchdowns for the MILF Hunter. Damn. <laughs> Dude. It's because I locked him up. He felt the <laughs> he felt the surge. Somebody believes in me. He didn't feel it in the first half because that game was also scoreless at halftime. A 30-6 win for Gang Green, 0-0 at the half. So uh, – it, it, just, it seemed like it was going to be another dreary, uh, like on the like the Vikings uh, Raiders game was going to be low scoring and another underwhelming performance for Zach Wilson, and then he just goes off, uh, just resurrecting his career because uh, the way we were talking about it before the game, where he again the reports were that he didn't want to take the the, the starting yeah. job back, he was for whatever reasons maybe. Uh, didn't want to get hit anymore, uh, was just fed up with the Jets organization, whatever. We were like, you got to go back in there because you're never going to get another job in the NFL if, if this gets out and, and you – well, it's out, it's out already, but if you go ahead with that plan and not take the uh, the starting position, 
then no one's going to pick you up because we, we can't trust this guy. We can't rely on him. He might flake out on us if he doesn't feel like it or whatever. So he goes ahead and, and takes the job and takes the, the start and eventually took a long time to get revved up. But great second half, uh, again, 300 yards. Did not see that coming at all. Huge surprise. If only he could play like that all the time. Um, of course, the Jets dominating Houston uh, big because uh, Quinnen Williams uh, throws C.J. Stroud down and sends him dumpling. So that had a, a lot to do with the win as well. Uh, but, yeah, either way, whatever the reasons, impressive lock by you. I, I laughed at it. I couldn't believe it. And, boy, did it come through in a big way, 30-6, to six, the Jets. And, and yeah, I, I guess you should load up on Zach Wilson uh, in, in Daily Fantasy. I don't know. I actually had – I had light too light. I had a lineup with him last week. I wish I would have had a Flacco lineup, but I didn't. <laughs> uh, let's see. The letdown is what I did with Mahomes pulling a Stephen Curry. Which uh, uh, what is, what was your letdown in Week 14? Uh, you know, you'd think this season we would have played this drop more, but you know we're in a in a day and age where nobody has any original ideas. In, in Hollywood, right? So we need to we need to start rebooting old TV shows. Well, we've got a, a TV show that needs to be rebooted, and a song that we need to play right now, Mash. Uh oh. We do have we that drop. We do have that drop. Yeah. They even have the theme song, iconic show. Well, we are living through the Mash season of 2023. Oh, let's count the ways this last week. You just said it. C.J. Stroud, dumplings. He's not starting this week. Oh, yeah, that's not good enough. Justin Herbert, broken mm. hand, done. Let's just mm. get him down. Let's not see any more Justin Herbert this season. We had to suffer through a, a Mitch Trubisky uh, game because uh, <laughs> Kenny Smallhands, done. The list yep. just keeps going and going and going, and it is What's so sad is that only these, you know, up until this week, two teams were eliminated from the playoffs. It's, there's still there's 15 more that you don't want to make the playoffs. <laughs> and some of the teams right now who are in the playoffs, you don't want to make the playoffs. And the MASH season, it, it, it's never ending. And uh, we, we're just going to reboot that show, and we're just going to every week apparently have NFL MASH. We, we, we just need a, a, a MASH award just to recount. We did this one season, remember? Where yeah. every week you had to play that because we were just they were dropping like flies. This year's worse because every week we're talking about top flight, top name players just gone, and they and, and it's it's quarterbacks in a league that protects quarterbacks. Nothing's cheap, right? We're not seeing any dirty hits. These, this guy Charles Martin isn't slamming any of these guys into the turf like Jim McMahon. This is all clean, and these guys just they're all gone. And it's just it's a war of attrition this season in the longest season ever again. <laughs> um whoever comes out on top's just gonna stay the healthiest apparently. Right. Just who can keep their starting quarterback on the field is gonna be the, the team that unless one of these backups comes through and, and actually leads their team to a title, which is hard to believe, but I guess anything uh is possible. Yeah, just today, um, I was noticing picking the games for today, you had Vikings-Bengals, backup versus backup, Steelers-Colts was backup versus backup, um, Denver-Detroit tonight is, is both the starters uh, for now, hopefully 
Russ and, and uh, Golf can keep themselves healthy uh, throughout the rest of this game, although it's a blowout, so they might be uh, getting ready to, to leave. It's 35-10 Lions right now. Uh, but, yeah, there are so many starting quarterbacks that are down and, and out for the season. Uh, we, you, you might want Kenny Small hands done for the year. Uh, Trubisky was so bad that uh, it's, I'm, I'm seeing that it might be Kenny Small hands coming back next week. Maybe he's not ready to, but better him than Trubisky. They actually did put in Mason Rudolph in the last drive of that game, uh, even though the game was already over, and Rudolph predictably didn't do anything. Uh, but Trubisky is so terrible. Oh, my God, he's so bad. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's terrible. And any of these teams uh, could have had Joe Flacco off the street uh, as their backup, and, and they probably all are regretting it right now because he'd be better than any one of these other backups that are playing right now. It, it, it's It's some ugly stuff. Uh, so I did my letdown. So you're uh, you're Joe. Struggling. Uh, are you still there? Jay has dropped apparently. Um, again, our board has been crazy. Our our uh connection has been a little wonky. I've heard him kind of break up a little, but not a whole lot. Uh, but now he's not there at all. I don't know if he knows he's not there at all. So let me text him right quick. <laughs> oh, he texted me, where did you go? So we both dropped. Awesome. I don't know which one of us is still on, or if, if either one of us is, is, are still on. If, if uh, tech support, Jason's mom is listening, uh, can you hear either one of us? Let me uh, let me know. Let us know if she's still awake. She she may have <laughs> fallen asleep. Um, this is this is fun. I don't know if he should go out and come back. He might not be able to come back if he leaves. I don't know if I definitely can't come uh, leave because I'm the host. If I leave, the show's over. But the show's over anyway if he's gone and can't come back because I'm not doing the rest of this by myself. Or I guess I could, but but I don't know if I'm being heard. I don't know if I'm still up because he can't hear me and I can't hear him. So I have no idea. I'm going to text him to go out and try to come back. See if that works. This also stinks because we're going to be a little crunched on time. We have uh, a fuller slate than than normal. We actually have twelve more games to to pick. Uh, got four out of the way between Thursday and today, but there's still 12 more to go. Now, a lot of these games suck, so it's not going to take us too long, so maybe. Oh, he said he went out twice and and come back. Went out twice and tried to come back, and it's not connecting. Ugh. I don't know what to tell him except to try the phone. That Maybe maybe that connection will work. Yeah, he said he kept talking just in case uh, 
that I dropped because apparently he uh, I dropped uh, for to to him and I, and he dropped for me, so he didn't know who was still up and I don't know who's still up. If either of us are still up, so I texted him to try the phone connection. We'll see if that works. But yeah, this isn't a surprise. Uh, the board was weird when I first called uh, called in. Um, it wouldn't let me in as a as the host. I, I, there's a button you you push on the uh, on the on the computer screen when you call in as the host, <clears throat> but supposed to immediately tap you know patch you through. And tells you, okay, your show is scheduled to start in so many minutes. Well, I pushed that button, and two minutes later, it still hadn't patched me through. And then it just decided to patch me through um, randomly. So it's been weird. And then, the, as you've heard, we uh, sometimes I hit the button for a drop, and it plays, and sometimes it doesn't. So it's a blog talk radio tech issue tonight. Um, it might wind up torpedoing. The second half of our show, as far as the picks go, because Jay is not connecting uh, and or I'm not connected anymore, but the show is still going. I'm looking at the stream and it's still running. So usually if I'm, as a host, if I'm completely disconnected, then the the stream would just end. So maybe that's coming. (laughs) Maybe that's still about to happen. I don't know. Um, so if Jay can't get back at all, uh, what I'll definitely do is just finish out my awards and give my, uh, picks and then, uh, end the show. Um, and Jay's, uh, picks, uh, will, uh, he'll have to email me. Call keeps dropping. He said he's three tries to get in. Well, he's not in yet. I don't see him up here. I don't know if he thinks he's in or if he, or, oh, he dropped him again. Okay. Damn. I don't know why it dropped. Well, like I said, it might not have just dropped him. It might have dropped me too. I don't know. I may be talking to nothing at the moment. I have no idea. One of us may still be connected. I kind of want to tell him to keep going because it might, he might still be up and I might be out. Well, he's not, well, he's not up at all right now because he's not on the, on the board. He's not on the switchboard anymore. So he's definitely not up. So, yeah, I guess I'm going to uh, wind up finishing out the rest of this live stream by myself if it even if I'm even being heard. Uh, which is going to suck because it's just going to be me uh, droning on for the next half hour, giving my picks and my and my reasoning. The only other thing I could think of is in the show completely and try tomorrow morning, but there's no guarantee this stupid website is going to be working tomorrow morning either. So I don't think I want to do that either. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, texting with Jay, uh, 
So that's the dead air is me going back and forth texting with him trying to figure out what what we're going to do. I'm going to tell him that I'm going to finish up. So I'll finish up and he'll have to send me his pics and I'll put them on the blog. Yeah, he's going to have to text or email me his pics. Um, so yeah, he's going to email me his pics, so I'll at least I'll be able to give y'all his pics uh, along with mine, because um, I'm sure he'll, that email will get to me uh, before I wrap this show up, because there's still, you know, 51 minutes of live. I'm not going to be here 51 minutes uh, by myself, uh, but I am going to wrap up uh my my awards and then play the plug so y'all know where to find our picks on on the blog and where to find the podcast. Um, and then I'll give my picks and my reasoning and my lock and give Jay's picks uh, that he's going to email me uh, shortly. Okay, um, and, and again, I as I'm doing this because I might still be heard because I. I'm still connected. I know that. I just don't know if I'm being heard at all. Uh, but I'm gonna do it anyway, and we'll we'll see uh, we'll see how it all turns out uh, once the podcast is is wrapped up. So sucks uh, for for the connecting uh, situation. Blog Talk Radio uh, has been pretty good lately. Haven't had any major issues like this for the last couple years, at least. Uh, but this one is a big one where I have a guest on and he's connected and all of a sudden he's not. And he can't hear me and I can't hear him. Uh, so that stinks. All right, where was I on the awards? I, I was asking him for his uh, his struggling. That's right. Um, so I don't know what his struggling is. Um, mine is uh, the Clippers, the Chargers. They were my struggling before Thursday night happened, and they embarrassed themselves and fired the coach. Uh, they were Brady Quinn done, uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, on Sunday last week before Thursday night. So, uh, if I play a drop, can I still hear that? Now I'm done. See, and the drops weren't working. Jay's still trying to connect, and it's still uh, the, he's describing the issue. It gets to the welcome message when you call in as a guest, and then dead air for 30 seconds, and then it drops them. Yeah, that's just terrible. Uh, yeah, the 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 Clippers are moribund. They uh, they let Denver uh, walk all over them and beat them last week, twenty four to seven. 
Um, it would be, I, I was wondering how historically wild it would be if the Broncos came all the way back from that terrible start they had to the season to win the AFC West because, as Jay and I discussed, they are within a game or uh, of the Chiefs, at least they were before the uh, Lions beat their ass tonight. Um, that's still going. It's three minutes left, but the Lions are up 35-17, and they're actually driving uh, in the red zone to score again before they uh, leave the stadium. They're trying to get up in the 40s. Uh, so that one's over. Uh, yeah, just and Justin Herbert breaking a finger, and and uh, we as as we discussed, and and his season's over. Um, as part of the uh, proceedings on uh, last Sunday against the Broncos, the Broncos de stifled the Chargers. Corson Sutton scores yet again because that's all he does is is catch touchdowns. Um, and so, yeah, that was my struggling was Brady Quinn or Brady, they were, they're Brady Quinn done, the LA chargers. Um, and that's even before what happened on Thursday, which again, we'll discuss all that next week. If we can actually connect with each other, um, Jay actually gave his Danielle. So at least, uh, we got that in, but we didn't get mine. Tommy DeVito's agent. I would have loved to discuss this with Jay because that was a thing, man. That was a whole thing on Monday night. He's doing the Stugatz thing with his fingers. He's kissing DeVito's dad on his cheeks in the stands. He's dressed like he's auditioning for the community theater production of Goodfellas. I mean, what the fuck? He is doing the whole Italian stereotype thing. I mean, they're embracing it. They're embracing the whole uh, mafia stereo that okay, uh, they're going so far. They're, I, I understand leaning into something like that, but they're going way over the top with it. It's like a, a caricature now, uh, and I'm sure not everyone in, in Devito's camp is happy with the portrayal. I mean, it's entertaining. I'll concede that, but it's quite jarring to see all that, and and it's a little unnecessary. Uh, kind of like the Lions going in for another touchdown to get to 42, which is which just happened, uh, and they threw it, too. So they're airing it out with three minutes to go, already up three touchdowns, which is interesting. Um, but, yeah, DeVito for a buck 58 in the air and 71 more on the ground. The Giants knock off the Packers on the last-second field goal. Good for them, good for the Giants, good for DeVito, uh, especially after the start to his career and how terrible he looked his first couple of appearances where it looked like he had no idea, idea how to play the position. And it's like, why is Brian Dable an offensive mind? Why is he a, a, a genius you want to bring in uh, to coach your team? And that's what his quarterback looks like after uh, that first start that DeVito had after a week of preparation where it looked like he wasn't allowed to do anything but throw into the flat <laughs> and check downs. Um, so he's looked a lot better, obviously, the last couple of weeks. It's hard to look much worse than that. Um, so that was my what the fuck. Uh, so that's it for the awards. Um, we would be just panicking having only 45 minutes for the rest of the show, for all the rest of the picks. But unfortunately, because of the connection, I'll be doing that uh, solo. So I have a lot more time than uh, than I thought we would because I'm not going to have to uh, do it with my co-host, unfortunately. I'll be doing it by myself, um, and I'll do that in a couple of minutes after I play the plugs for you. You are listening live to In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Not on the radio, but only here on the website, blogtalkradio.com slash in much less detail.
to be notified when we're live, you can follow the show on the Blog Talk Radio website. Or you can follow my Twitter feed, at IMLDDre, when I tweet out when we're live before every show. Jason's on Twitter, too. His feed is at IMLDJTG. Our show is available as a podcast where you can get the live show and a special VIP after show. To listen to the show as a podcast about an hour or so after the live show is over, come back to the show page and go through our archives or subscribe on iTunes or any number of different podcasting apps, including Player.fm, Mixcloud, Blueberry, and the TuneIn Radio app. You'll get the whole show, the live show and the after show, downloaded straight to you. You can always send us a question or comment or shout out via email to the following email address in much less detail at gmail.com. You can follow all of our picks on our blog. The website for the blog is in much less detail.blogspot.com. Our Thursday night picks will be available Thursday afternoon on our Twitter feeds. Again, that's at IMLDDre and at IMLDJTG. This copyrighted broadcast is a production of Jay and Me and is solely performed for our entertainment as well as for any poor soul who happens to be listening. It is intended to be a football pick show for the private, non-commercial use of our audience. Any publication, reproduction, retransmission, or any other use of the descriptions and accounts of this podcast without the express written consent of Jay or me is strictly prohibited. Twelve more games to pick in the NFL Week 15. We started out the week on Thursday night, both on the right side of the Raiders destroying uh, the Clippers and putting an end to Brandon Staley's tenure. What? <laughs> I asked Jay to listen to the live stream to see if I'm still on the air. He said, it's playing classical music. I'm not shitting you. That was my what? That was what I was responding to. Like, what? I'm trying. I'm trying to do this because I'm thinking I'm still recording. So I want to get our, our picks out there for the the few people who would happen to listen to our podcast. But apparently, I'm not being heard, or I, I don't know. I'm still going to do this uh, because it might be it might record and, and put it on the podcast version anyway, even if the live version is is sounding dumb, playing classical music. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do this anyway. Fuck it. I'm. Giving you my picks, I'm giving you my reasons, I'm giving you Jay's picks. Jay has emailed me his picks and his lock, so that will all be handled uh, right now, whether it records or not. And screw you, Blog Talk Radio, for putting us through this. This is BS. We're, we're, we're paying for the right to, to, to get our show disconnected right in the middle like that. <sighs> Where is Jay's picks? Um, I was just looking at them. Go to email there they are and here are the games and here are my picks bears and browns uh chicago five and eight cleveland eight and five um the uh i'll give you the uh, injury information uh if i have it I, I will give you the info that i would be normally giving you. Um, I don't have any injury info uh, for this one. I do have uh, the weather. It's supposed to be rainy, so it's going to be one of those dark, uh, dreary games for, uh, for for Cleveland. Right up their alley. Um, 
The spread is the cop-out line bears plus three points. And uh, Miles Garrett flashbacks uh, is why I'm picking uh, the Cleveland Browns here. Uh, Justin Fields, uh, his very first start um, as a pro was against the Cleveland Browns. And Miles Garrett made sweet love to him over and over again. I don't remember how many times he sacked him, but it was a lot. This coaching staff presumably learned from that dumbass game plan where they didn't really design any runs for Justin Fields. They basically had him try to stay back there as a pocket quarterback with no experience at the pro level, and it didn't work out at all. And I was kind of ready to go with the Bears and saying well, Fields is so much better now than he was back then, but yeah, that same dumbass coaching staff is still there, Eberflus and Luke Getze. I, I, I'm done with them. I don't know uh if I've said that on the show, I probably once, but um, I'm I'm through as far as a Bears fan. I'm through with with Luke Getze uh, and and Matt Eberflus. I think they need to be fired, and some new voices need to be brought in for Chicago. Uh, so yeah, that staff. What was I thinking? That 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 staff's going to do better and get them um, better prepared to play Cleveland. Now that same staff uh, sucks and and. I got Cleveland to beat them up and, and make it ugly and low scoring. Uh, NJ concurs. Uh, he's got Cleveland minus three as well. All right. Tampa Bay, Green Bay. We move right along. The big jumble of uh, seven and six, six and seven teams. Tampa and Green Bay are both six and seven. Uh, Tampa's got a lot of veteran defenders hurt and out again, uh, including Carlton Davis. Uh, maybe Vita Vea uh, will be down. Maybe uh, Chris Godwin, the receiver, will be down. He's going to be a game-time decision with a bad knee. Um, we know Christian Watson and his bad hammy is going to be out again for Green Bay. Uh, their running back situation is a mess. Uh, Aaron Jones, again, might return from his knee injury, um, and they're really going to need him to because A.J. Dillon broke his thumb last week. So he might not play tomorrow. It would be really hard to imagine somebody playing the running back position with a broken thumb, that's kind of important to, to hold on to the football. Um, the spread for this one is Tampa uh, gets a hook. They get three and a half uh, at Green Bay. And, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield, it's a low-key compelling quarterback war to me, Baker or, or Jordan Love. Uh, so who survives up in, in Packer land, up in – Cheese land, very small uh, margin. I'll take Green Bay and give it a three and a half. I got them winning by five, so obviously I don't feel hugely great about it, Um, especially with Christian Watson being down again. I think he's almost as important to the Packer offense, whatever they've done on offense, uh, as Tyreek Hill was to the Dolphins offense. But even still, I'm going to take Green Bay, give it a three and a half. I think in that environment – the, the Packer D will come up and, and do some uh, good for them. It'll be a low scoring game. Uh, they're eighth in, in pass defense. They're they're we've, we've always talked about their secondary and the, the young talent that they've had there. And uh, I think they're going to do just enough to take down uh, the Buccaneers. Jay is taking the points. Jay has Tampa plus three and a half. Um, really sucks that we don't have uh, any, uh, discussions or any way to find out his reasoning. You're, you're hearing all of my reasoning again, if this is even recording, because apparently live you're hearing uh, classical music. What the fuck? All right. I will soldier on with no idea if this is recording or not. Houston, Tennessee. 
Texans are seven and six. Titans are five and eight. Uh, Titans are going to tempt fate by wearing uh, throwback Houston Oilers uniforms tomorrow uh, while playing in their home stadium in Nashville, Tennessee against the Houston Texans, uh, which is a bit of a mindfuck. Speaking of mindfuck, C.J. Stroud, Dumplins, will not play. Uh, General Mills, the uh, quarterback that I was rooting for and hoping that he would put his stamp on the position, uh, last year did not happen. He had his chance. He had a fair shot, and he sucked. Uh, uh, Davis Mills. Uh, he and Case Keenum were splitting reps, was what I was reading earlier in the week, and now the most recent report today is that Keenum is going to actually be the guy that gets to start instead of General Mills. Houston seven and six. They're 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 in the soup. They're right there in the playoff race. The Titans, of course, have played themselves out of uh, playoff contention. Uh, so Houston's going to go with the veteran Keenum and, and try to legit try to win this game tomorrow in Nashville. Problem and the reason I'm taking the Titans uh, minus three, another cop out line. Um, whoever plays quarterback for the Texans, Noah Brown is like their only healthy wide receiver left. They keep getting their their talented receivers hurt. We know uh, the 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 one rookie uh, Tank Dell out for the year. That was a couple weeks ago. Um, they had another kid that was their second best receiver, um, whose name escapes me because it's late. Um, but he's out tomorrow. He's hurt. Um, their rookie, uh, defensive tackle, Will Anderson is not going to play. He's got an ankle uh, injury. Uh, so just, uh, attrition, too many injuries for the Texans and too many key positions. Um, even though the Titans won't have their big defensive tackle, Jeffrey Simmons, again, with a knee injury. That'll be uh, important, trying to stop the run for Houston. But uh, eventually, they, they got to try to throw. They, they got to try to trust Case Keenum to throw. And he just he doesn't have anyone to throw to. He doesn't have any weapons. So I'm going to take uh, the Titans um, and, and give the, uh, the three points. And Jay will take the Titans as well. Miami hosting the Jets. New York uh, is 5-8, and eight, uh, and Miami is now 9-4 and four after that display Monday night where they were trying to remember the Titans and got beat by them. Um, should be windy conditions down in Miami, and that's kind of important. That's kind of uh, informs my pick and, and explains a little bit of why uh, I'm blocking this one up. Um, and also Cheetah, uh, Tyreek Hill, uh, hasn't practiced all week. That's the main thing. Even if uh, with the wind, if, if Tyreek Hill was playing, that'd be a, a, a big-time difference maker. But that ankle that he hurt Monday and then tried to come back in the second half and actually looked pretty good, uh, whether it's adrenaline or whatever, but ran around and made some catches and looked very fast, like he always does, and then didn't play the rest of the night. Just uh, the adrenaline wore off, the pain came back, whatever the deal was, uh, he didn't play and hasn't practiced all week and looks very bad uh, as far as him playing for tomorrow, although they still haven't ruled him out officially. Um, full strength Dolphins uh, on Black Friday beat the hell out of the Jets, 34 to 13, up in New York, uh, in New Jersey actually. Um, pathetic Tim Boyle was the quarterback. Jets gave up that hail mary pick six in that game. Uh, don't have to worry about Tim Boyle. Not not an option. Uh, cut from the team. So Zach Wilson, can he double that up? That 300-yard performance, maybe. I, I bet the Jets are, are pissed about Black Friday. I bet they get revenge, and I bet they take advantage of Cheetah's bad ankle, and I bet the windy conditions also holds down the Miami offense because, again, seemed 
they have to have the perfect conditions for that offense to run as efficiently as it does. And if it's not perfect, then it doesn't run the way it's supposed to. Um, Cheetah's wife might text him to get his ass back on the field like she did Monday night. Um, so maybe he'll play uh, when he gets texted uh, in the locker room tomorrow, but we'll have to wait and see for that. But as of right now, uh, they're not saying he's up or down, but he hasn't practiced all week. And most people who don't practice all week don't play. So I'm not expecting him to play. Miami is a nine-point favorite at the moment uh, without any news about him. I'm taking the Jets. I'm taking them to win the game. I'm taking them to get revenge about Black Friday. I'm locking it up, as I already said. Um, and Jay had the spread at eight and a half, and he's taking the Jets, so he would be very happy about the uh, spread being nine when I checked the uh, the spreads uh, 20 minutes before we came on the air. Um, so I'm sure he'll be happy uh, to take the nine, uh, but he's not locking them up. Kansas City plays New England. The Chiefs are eight and five now after that L that they took on Sunday that should have been a W if not for Kadarius Tony finding new and improved ways to lose games and fuck up the season for the Chiefs. Like, <sighs> under different circumstances, he'd have been cut by now. Like, he fucks up so many ways. He's just not good. He's not a good football player. Some guys, no matter what their physical talents are, they're not good at football. Like, there's, you can be fast, you can be physical, you can be all these things, but if you're bad at football, doesn't matter. It cancels out all your physical tools. And Kadarius Tony appears to be one of those guys who has all the physical tools, but is just not good at the sport. Uh, the Patriots are 3-10, and 10, and no team who's good at the sport is 3-10. and 10. And yet, still, they're, they're the Patriots. They, they come through with that uh, victory a couple weeks ago. You know, they, they still got some fight. Now, we got the reports that apparently Robert Kraft, uh, when he's not getting uh, massages and happy endings, uh, had already made the decision that he's going to fire Bill Belichick after the season. That news report comes out. Um, Belichick, of course, avoids and, and doesn't want to talk about it at all. Uh, but we'll see if that makes a difference uh, in the effort of the Patriots. The Patriots seems to have had effort all year. They just aren't, aren't good. Uh, they're 0-6 at Foxborough this season, um, and the Chiefs are 5-2 and on the road. So it would be quite the upset if they knocked off uh, the Chiefs, but the Chiefs are a little shorthanded. They're a strong running back. Isaiah Pacheco had shoulder surgery, so he's going to be uh, out. Uh, he missed last week. He's going to miss this week, and he might miss next week. Shoulder cleanup, uh, whatever the deal is, is no joke. Uh, the Patriots will get receiver Demario Douglas back from being dumplings. But they won't have their running back, Ramon J. Stevenson, uh, with an ankle injury. So it'll be more, uh, more uh, Zeke Elliott time, more more time for Zeke to 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 be fed. Uh, Chiefs are the big favorite, of course, still uh, minus eight and a half at New England. Uh, I, the way the Chiefs are playing us, that's hard. That's that's hard to, to give all those points. Like I don't know. Uh, who they're blowing out the way they're, they're playing, they're playing very hard and they're still playing like they're you know dangerous, but they're not playing like they're a team that can, can win a, a, another title this year. There's just, you know, I'm, I'm a huge chiefs fan. I'm a huge Patrick Mahomes fan, a huge Andy Reid fan. I cannot imagine this team winning the title. I cannot imagine them even getting out of the uh, AFC. Um, and I can't imagine them winning a, a road playoff game because they haven't, 
ever had to play a road playoff game, and they have they're going to have to play a road playoff game with this particular uh, outfit at some point. Like even if they win the division, uh, whoever is the AFC East champ is going to have a better record. Whoever is the uh, AFC North champ is going to have a, a better record. Um, so eventually they're going to have to play on the road. I don't see this team winning a, a road playoff game. Um, and I don't see him covering it in eight and a half. So I'm going to take New England and take the points. And Jay will take Kansas City, although he's got a minus eight. So I don't know if that half point is going to make a difference uh, to him. Uh, New York and New Orleans, the Giants are five and eight. The Saints are six and seven. And as I flip the page because I still do all my uh, previews and stuff uh, in ink on paper, because I'm old. Uh, for the Giants, Darren Waller, the tight end, is expected to return from his hamstring injury. For the Saints, Chris Olave is another person who hasn't practiced all week with his bad ankle. Uh, it'd be a surprise to see him play. Again, anyone who doesn't practice all week, it'd be a surprise to see them actually play on Sunday. Uh, but they're trying to get some reinforcements back. Uh, pa- uh, pass catchers, uh, Rashid Shahid, the receiver, and Taysom Tebow. Taysom Hill, the uh, tight end slash running back slash whatever the fuck they want to do with him, uh, are both expected to return from injuries. The Giants are five-and-a-half-point dogs down in New Orleans, and I can't imagine New Orleans, the way they're playing, covering uh, a spread like that. I know they covered last week against Carolina. I don't know how they covered. I watched that game. That happened to be the game uh, in our market down here in, in Memphis. I don't know how in the world they covered the, the spread and, and blew out the Panthers. They didn't play any good quality football, the Saints did, and they still found a way uh, to cover that spread and, and beat the That's how bad the Panthers are. They're just so bad. Uh, so Mafioso, uh, Tommy DeVito goes to the Big Easy. We'll see if he and uh, his, his agent can uh, have some, some veal parmesan and do some damage down there in New Orleans. Uh, I, I, I feel the G-men here. I feel uh, DeVito uh, and the Giants. I'll take the uh, the Giants plus the five and a half. I think they could absolutely win that game straight up. Uh, the Saints don't scare me at all uh, at the moment. Jay will also take the G-Men plus five and a half. Going from the uh, from there to Carolina, the aforementioned Panthers uh, back in Charlotte hosting the Atlanta Falcons in a uh, division rematch of the first game of the season, where Atlanta won uh, 24 to 10 down in the uh, in, in the dome. And that was a game where the rookie B. John Robinson sort of announced his presence with authority and had the play of the week, joking, juking around and bullying in for a, a touchdown catch and showing off all of his uh, athleticism. Uh, and hasn't done much since then because I don't know if the uh, the coach Arthur Smith knows what he's doing with him. Uh, that's another game where there's supposed to be some rain in that forecast. Uh, the six and seven Falcons, of course, are the road favorite. Only minus three, though. Uh, at the one and twelve Panthers, I don't know what that says about the Falcons that they're only a three point favorite against this Panthers outfit because the Panthers are just terrible. They're the worst team in the league. They have the worst record, and they are the worst team. They have earned that, and that and they, even they have redeeming qualities. Their defense it, it is good to very good. Uh, their pass defense is third in the league, uh, and they're only giving up six point four yards per throw. Like they got some. Uh, some some defenders, they got some secondary players, and they got some pass rush. Obviously, Brian Bird is one of the best edge rushers in the league. 
So they, they shouldn't be getting blown out all the time, and yet they do because th- that's how bad the offense is. It is so bad, especially the passing part of it. The running is meh, uh, but Bryce Young has not developed at all uh, at quarterback. His yards per attempt has been low all year, and it's, and it gets, it's falling. It, it gets worse. You're getting the experience. Uh, this is the point of, the, of a rookie season at quarterback playing every game is to have the speed of the game not become an issue. It's supposed to get easier as the year goes on. Your numbers are supposed to be going up. His are go- his, it, his numbers are going down. That's a, a real concern there. Um, I'm taking Atlanta and giving the three. I don't know how the Panthers compete with anybody. I don't know if they can get out of single digits, especially with bad weather. Um, and the, you know, it's not like I got the uh, Falcons getting up in the thirties or anything, but they should still be able to cover three. I, I think that spread is entirely too small. Jay concurs uh, and takes the Falcons. Well, I hope all this is recording as much as I'm going through by myself. Cause this is, it's a lot doing this, uh, doing the one man show here. All right. Washington and the Rams, the uh, potato skins are four and nine. The Rams are six and seven. Uh, the Rams are uh, hoping to get their tight end, uh, Tyler Higby back from his neck injury. And the uh, commanders are not going to have running back Brian Robinson, uh, even though they are coming off the bye. He still is not healed up from his hamstring injury. Uh, Washington is the six and a half point underdog here in SoFi. Um, I was going to ask Jay about this too. He was talking about the Jaguars making fun of them having the worst home field in, in the entire league. And I'm like, as bad as Duval is SoFi for either the Rams or the Chargers is, Pretty damn bad because no matter who, even the Rams or no matter who's playing and no matter who they're playing, who they're playing against, it always sounds like the visiting team has more fans in the in SoFi than the home team. No matter who is playing against the Rams or the Chargers, it always sounds like that team, the the, the opponent, uh, is, is buying up all the tickets and and filling up that stadium. So. Either one, Rams or Chargers, I think is are. are I'm not going to argue anyone who thinks that they're. Uh, better or worse than, than, than Jacksonville. I, I think they're all, all three of them are kind of on the, on the same playing field there. Nonetheless, the Rams are favorites uh, because they've been playing pretty good football and the skins are big underdogs because they've been playing very bad football. Uh, they're coming off the bye. That might make a difference uh, for the other team that's coming off the bye. You'll hear that in my pick later, which I just gave away, I guess. But I don't think it'll make a, a difference here. Uh, I'm taking the Rams, giving the six and a half. Jay loves them even more than I do. Jay is locking up the L.A. Rams. And I'm not surprised, after hearing him go on about whoever is playing against Washington, load up on their skill players because that's who you want uh, against that secondary because their secondary is trash. And he's right. Load up on Stafford and Puka and Cup and everybody else uh, for the Rams that might be catching a ball. Uh, he'll, he'll get Tyler Higby in there. He'll be cheap. He hasn't played in a long time. Um, so, yeah, uh, we're both taking the Rams. Jay has made the Rams his lock of the week. San Francisco and Arizona, I just gave away my pick for that. San Fran at 10-3, and three, Arizona at 3-10. and 10. San Fran just dominant and Again, their yards per play goes up every week, and it's amazing how they're doing that. Uh, 
Injury-wise, uh, they got some defensive uh, injuries. Uh, they're down two defensive linemen, Eric Armstead and Javon Hargrave. Um, we'll see if this is the week that they really miss their uh, safety, Talanoa Hufanga, who went down for the year a few weeks ago. I don't think I mentioned that on the show, but I should because I'm a big fan of his and Jay is too. Um, and eventually, that'll make a difference. Uh, that'll that'll they'll hurt they'll that'll hurt them. They'll they will miss him uh, when playoffs come. Um, this is a rematch of a week four matchup in Santa Clara where the Niners won 35 to 16. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, four total touchdowns in that game as Kyle Shanahan smartly used him all over the field. Um, and he had to because Debo Samuel was uh, hurt for that one. Debo's not hurt anymore. Uh, and he's playing dominant like he always is. But it's just something about this spread. It's huge. It's the biggest spread of the week, and you never see the biggest spread of the week reserved for a road team, but that's how great the Niners are playing, and that's how bad the, the Cardinals are. Uh, but San Fran is minus 12 and a half. They're uh, we're only minus 11 and a half for Jay when he made his pick. He's taking San Fran and giving 11 and a half. He might be pissed to find out that there's an extra whole point tacked on there uh, since he made his picks. Uh, so 12 and a half last I checked and uh, being a, a late afternoon game, there might be time for people to throw even more money on that. That might be 13 or even 14 by the time it kicks off. So if you really do like the uh, 49ers, you might want to go and get on them now as early as you can. because that spread appears to be going up and up and up. I'm taking the Cardinals plus 12 and a half. The question isn't the San Fran production at all. Uh, obviously it's whether Kyler and the cards can keep up. I don't see it, for, you know, straight up. I don't think there's too much of a doubt that the Niners will win the game. But, you know, Kyler has been pretty pretty good since he came back. He's been pretty decent. He's been much better than I thought he would be. I, I've taken all of those uh, rumors about him not paying attention and not studying the playbook and all that. I've, I've taken that to heart. I, I really think there's an issue there. And I, I definitely look at him a different way and, and think that he's – capable of laying a dud any week because he just decided he didn't feel like studying that week. He felt like playing video games, but maybe that was all true. And maybe he has heard all of that and learned and grew up and maybe he doesn't do that anymore. It, you know, I, I don't, I'm not with him every weekend. I don't know what he does. Maybe he is studying. Maybe he is taking his uh, career much more seriously now. Uh, but I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt for this one. That's a lot of points. It's at home. Cards are coming off the bye. Um, you know how those college teams are that they get, you know, they're they're on a bye and the and their big rival is not, so they come back the next week and and they're all fired up and ready to to, you know, full of piss full of piss and vinegar and no, well, there goes my my voice as I have to pause to take a drink. But you understood the point I was trying to make. Sometimes a you know college rival game where one team has got the um, is on a bye so they can get as prepared as possible for their opponent, and they come out you know looking like they're they're world beaters. And it, sometimes it lasts through the whole game, sometimes it doesn't. But I'm going to take Atlanta to come out and and pop San Fran in the mouth, and maybe San Fran doesn't expect it necessarily. So I'll, I'll take Arizona to to cover the number. All right, Dallas and Buffalo, the uh, big game next, uh, big game tomorrow for uh, the the next 
uh, sort of step in the uh, Bills' killer schedule that they have to run through these teams and win almost all, basically have to win out or almost win out just to make it to the playoffs. That game that they should have lost last week in Kansas City, but they wound up winning, that got them only to 7-6. and six. So now, congratulations, your prize for that is taking on the 10-3 and three Dallas Cowboys coming off of an absolute uh, sunning of the Philadelphia Eagles last week. So they're feeling good about themselves. Cowboys are 10-3. and three. Uh, Buffalo, of course, 5-1 um, at home. So this is their environment. This is what they uh, – this is where they thrive. You know, the crowd will be full throat. You know, they're taking on the Cowboys. Um, their their defense is beat up. We know that. We've known that. Um, it continues to be beat up. Uh, safety Micah Hyde out with a neck injury. Uh, edge rusher linebacker A.J. Epinesa out with ribs. And so it just keeps getting, you know, the, the injuries keep piling up on the defensive side for the Bills, and now they have to take on the Cowboys and that, a uh, very tough top-ranked offense or near the top. So the the job doesn't get any easier. Uh, Dallas is actually a two-point dog in Buffalo. Uh, but the the job is, they, you know, they brought it on themselves. The Bills did all the games early in the year that they could have won, should have won, were clearly the better team and just didn't get it, didn't get it done. Now here they are uh, in, the, in this spot where they have to win these games. So, but – I, I, as you've heard, uh, you know my opinions of the Bills. They know what they've done. They know that they're uh, in this spot because of what they did. Uh, they know that they got their OC fire because of what they did. They uh, All the other drama that's come out around their coaching staff. Um, still don't know, exactly know why Leslie Frazier walked away, but there's stuff going on there. There's clearly uh, an organization uh, in crisis, um, and everybody knows it. The players know it. The coaches know uh, that when this thing ends without a championship, and it probably will end without a championship, even though I picked them to win the title, um, and I'm probably picking them to run the table or go close to running the table and make the playoffs, I'm still probably not picking them to win the title because I just think there's too many shortcomings there. Um, they know. They They all know. Josh Allen knows. He's taking it to heart. He thinks this is his fault. He said so uh, in in candid sideline rants that, you know, basically this shit is all on me, stuff like that. So he knows. They they all know. Um, So, yeah, uh, no one to blame but themselves. And and a hellish portion of the skid just to make the playoffs. They wouldn't have survived in KC if not for the brain fart of Kadarius Toney. And – now they get the franchise that leads every year in brain parts in the Dallas Cowboys. So I'm going to take Buffalo. Um, another goofy win. Somehow the Cowboys find a way to, to shoot themselves in the foot. That's what they do. They're coming off of the big home domination of the Cowboys, of the of the Eagles. They're feeling good. They probably think they're going to go in and, and handle the Bills. Um, and it's not going to go their way. And something's going to happen. I don't know exactly what, but something's going to happen uh, that the Cowboys find a way to, to – take themselves down and the bills take advantage. So Jay, I don't know if he feels the same way for the same reasons, but Jay is also taking Buffalo. The Sunday night game is the Ravens and the Jaguars, the Baltimore Ravens at 10 and three and the Jaguars uh, at eight and five, their home in Duval, which is uh, not their home field advantage. They're only two of their eight wins are uh, in Jacksonville this year. Baltimore is five and one on the road. 
that one is predicted to be a, a windy affair as far as weather goes. Uh, Trevor Lawrence will go again on that bad ankle. Um, uh, still, still amazed that he played last week, as bad as that injury looked the week before. Uh, the uh, Baltimore is the road favorite here, minus three at Jacksonville. Uh, should be a compelling matchup to uh, the uh, top records there in the AFC, and yet the Jags with a, with a loss go to eight and six and sort of fall back into a little bit of that soup there. Um, with all those other teams with six and seven losses, they still um, have the uh, advantage of being in a, in a not so good division. But hey, Indy put up their eighth win today, so they're going to wind up being tied if Jacksonville loses this game. And Jay and I both think that Jacksonville will lose this game. We both uh, are taking the Ravens. Um, I'm still waiting for that late season collapse for Baltimore, which always happens, but hasn't quite come yet. Um, And Lawrence really is the whole X factor here. I think I might pick Jacksonville to knock off the Ravens if I thought Trevor Lawrence was whole and and was playing pretty, pretty good. He's still playing decent, but um, that ankle, uh, he, he could win the game if he was recovered from that ankle because of the extra element that he adds in. He's no Lamar Jackson, obviously, running the ball, but he is very dangerous um, in the open field. Um, he shouldn't have played last week, in my opinion. Um, he looked like a guy that was out there just trying to gut it through, and, and it almost reminds me of Joe Burrow with the calf injury earlier this year that – you understand why he's out there trying to, to gut through for his team, but come on, it's, it's it's okay to sit down. It's okay to rest an injury and, and give it time to heal. Um, so that's why I'm taking the Ravens. I don't think Lawrence is whole. Um, Cleveland crushed him last week. Um, you know, I, I know Lawrence has some touchdown throws. He also has some terrible interceptions, and it just did not look like someone to me that should have been out there. Uh, and a lack of Jack's pressure will let Lamar uh, cook, so to speak, uh, to, to borrow a term from a, a different quarterback who lost tonight, the uh, Broncos quarterback. Um, so I got Lamar and the Ravens uh, rolling over the Jags. And a Monday nighter, Eagles-Seahawks, which was not supposed to be a Monday nighter, but the original Monday nighter was Chiefs and Patriots, and the Patriots are playing so terrible that they said, nah, <laughs> get you out of there, we'll put Philly and Seattle here. Now, Seattle, of course, is only six and seven and coming off of a pretty bad loss, uh, but not as bad as, as it could have been. Drew Locke played better that, than I thought he would uh, at quarterback for the Seahawks last week. Um, they did lose that game. I know Locke played much. Yeah, San Fran uh, did win, but they didn't cover. That's, the, that's, that's what it was. Uh, Seattle actually hung close enough to uh, the Niners uh, that they covered uh, the Seattle actually covered the spread. They lost by, tw- by 12 last week uh, as 13 and a half points uh, underdogs. That was, that was one that Jay and I both took the, uh, took the L on that one. Uh, but yeah, 269 for, for Drew Locke. I, I wasn't uh, expecting that uh, in place, <clears throat> in place of old guy, Geno Smith with his groin. He uh, looks to return. There's no, uh, Definite one way or the other, but he uh, apparently has been practicing and is looking to be back on Monday night for this one. For the Eagles, uh, they got big play Slay. Uh, uh, got him. It got knee surgery. Got well. They will not be. Uh, uh, they will not have their cornerback, the veteran cornerback Darius Slay, uh, and more importantly, they won't have 
the, the Jerry Springer bouncer, uh, Dom DeSandro, has been banned reportedly for the rest of the season uh, from being on uh, on the sideline for the Eagles. So uh, no no thug on the sideline for, for Philly to protect uh, Nick Sirianni. Uh, the uh, Eagles are, of course, the favorite here, minus three at Seattle. Uh, Jay is going with Philly uh, and giving the three. I'm interested to see what the Eagles are made of here, coming off of that whooping that the Cowboys put on them. Seattle is a clear step below the last two teams that beat up the uh, the, the Eagles, which would be San Francisco and Dallas. Obviously, Seattle is not on their level, but they're no scrubs, right? You go into Seattle, it's the 12th man, uh, always one of the tougher venues to visit. Uh, Geno should return and should be looking for uh, – a, a good performance to show that, hey, this Drew Lock guy. I know you might like him, but let, let me let me get back here and get my starting job back and put put you know put my name back where it's supposed to be. But I think he'll be motivated. Um, and one more big key, I'm seeing uh, like I, like I said when I uh, broke down the uh, Eagles' loss to the Niners, I've, I'm seeing the middle of the field defensively for the Eagles as a problem. Like their linebackers are just not very good. Um, and A.J. Brown, um, you know, he's one of those physical guys for the Eagles. Um, but they're playing – they played against another physical guy in that game in San Fran and Debo Samuel, and he just abused the Eagles' defense in the middle of the field. So it was like, you know, big, strong guy versus big, strong guy. And, uh, you know, San Fran came out on the better end of that with Debo. D.K. Metcalf, another big, strong guy. He's – uh, and he's fast as hell, man. He's unbelievably fast, for especially for someone his size. So I, I'm taking Seattle. I'm seeing another game like that, like what the Niners did, using Debo in the middle of the field in all sorts of ways. Uh, the Nine, uh, the Seahawks can do that with DK Metcalf, and they should they should do that with him. Uh, and hopefully he can keep his cool and not be trying to suplex people while he's doing that. You got to stay in the game, DK. You, get, you can't get. Uh, ejected for for trying out wrestling moves on people, especially on uh, big linebackers who might kick your ass. And I know DK doesn't think anyone can kick his ass, but again, as Jay said, Fred Warner, you kind of don't want to fuck with with him. Might want to back off and leave that alone. Anyway, Jay's got Seattle, I got Philly. I've done all our picks, and I've used up almost all the live time doing it. I wasn't trying to use up all the live time, but I'm just long-winded like that. Um, and if you've been listening to our show for the last 11 years, then you already know that. I will now count up our picks and get off the air and put the picks up on uh, on our blog. Um, Jay had, uh, if you follow us on Twitter, you already know about our Saturday picks. Uh, we put those out this morning, early this morning, like 8 or 8.30. Uh, all three of the games today, we already had them up. The uh, early game was a push, as it turned out, that wild Vikings-Bengals game. Since he favored by three, won 27-24 in OT. Uh, Pittsburgh and Indy. Indy was a slight one-and-a-half-point favorite, and they blew out the Steelers 30-13. to I had that, and Jay had Pittsburgh. I went with all three home teams today, um, and it wound up working for me because I didn't bet it. If I'd have bet it, it would have screwed me, I'm sure. Uh, and Detroit blew out uh, Denver. I don't have that score at the moment. Oh, there it is, 42 to 17. 
and I had uh, Detroit minus four and a half, and Jay had the Broncos. So that's that for the Saturday games. As far as the Sunday games, I've got the Pack. Jay's got the Bucks. I've got the Patriots. Jay's got the Chiefs. I've got the Cars. Jay's got the Niners. Monday night, I've got Seattle. Jay's got the Eagles. So for the, I think, third week in a row, we disagree on four games uh, for the Sunday and Monday uh, slate. Uh, But I'm already up two for the week because of today uh, in the the late afternoon and in the evening. So yay me. All right, there it is. Four games that we're going ahead to head on uh, between Sunday and Monday night. And I will now go pick those picks up on the blog. Um, And I will bid you all adieu, assuming any of this captured. This might just be an hour of classical music. At least that's what Jay said that it sounded like live. So I I can't wait to go back and listen and see exactly how much of this picked up and how much did not. Should uh, Should be interesting. That's right. I can't wait. Can't wait. And again, the the drops that were not working before the show started, you clicked on them, and two minutes later they hit, and now they're right there. They're they're all hidden as soon as you click them. Dilly dilly. I don't know what that. I don't know what any of this means. I have no idea. So, uh, hell with it. For Jay, who was here for the first half and is not now, I am Dre. This has been half of it, much less detail. The podcast. Uh, thank you all for bearing with us and listening. If it actually picked up at all, we'll find out uh, all at the same time, I guess. Um, everybody enjoy your football Sunday, and hopefully you all make some money. And we'll be back next weekend for the Christmas uh, proceedings, the week 16 before Christmas and Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and all that good stuff. Uh, and hopefully the website will actually be working for us uh, at that point. We will talk to you then.